This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris... Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Fox fans, where have you been? It's been ages since I've seen you. Must be at least oh, around 20 minutes. <laughs> time, time for a quick change in a week. Oh, well, I'm not going to lie. Uh, water goes straight through me. It's me age, you know. 
<laughs> a bit like Newcastle through Leicester's defence, straight through. Oh, yeah, I tell you what, what's, what's the best thing you can do? What's the best thing you can do when you've had a defeat like that? It's go away to Old Trafford, isn't it? Never mind. Five days' time, it's the cup final. But in the meantime, we'll get excited about that after tomorrow night. We're off to Old Trafford tomorrow, six o'clock kickoff. BT Sport is your um, channel. Um, if you want to listen to it, Radio 5 Live, Radio Leicester, if you want to listen to Stringer. And I believe he's actually setting off on the run down to Wembley before uh, the cup final. So give him support for that for charity. And if you're outside of the um, Leicester boundaries, pick it up. Just register at LCFC Radio for free of charge on the Tinternet and you'll be able to listen to it. Now, last time I saw this guy, he he got his team. And he, Brendan listened to him almost, picked the team and look what happened. I think, to be honest with you, like most horror shows, he's actually hiding under the settee. Or behind the settee, uh, who knows? Because you can watch us and you can watch Craig as well. We are going to be on um, Leicester Till I Die TV on the YouTube, uh, Leicester Till I Die the group on Facebook, and uh, at Leicester TID on the old Twitter sphere. If you are on that, let's see. Uh, he did just disappear, so I think he was behind the key, uh, <laughs> behind the settee. Let's see. Let's see, children, if we can coax him out, shall we? Craig. Craig. Oh, Craig, where are you? <laughs> it's safe, Craig. Honest. It's safe. It's over. It's over. <laughs> you can come out. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right, thanks. I've just about recovered, so... Um... <laughs> Yeah. You know what was funny about that is that I said it the first time and I saw you disappear off the screen. <laughs> I didn't realise you were getting ready for that, which I must admit was brilliant. Well done, mate. <laughs> it's well all done. proper panto stuff. It is. I should be in the theatre. Yeah, you should be on the stage, the first one I out should. of the, uh, the county. Boom, boom. Welcome back, Melina. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hi, Melina. You're putting in a double shift for us today. Um TM, nice and early tonight. Yes, you are. And I've not, had the, letter. I've not had the letter. I've not had the letter saying why <laughs> you're late. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's it's the wise old fox that's drawing you all in, isn't it? You know. <laughs> nice and early tonight. Anyway, hi, hi TM. Uh, hi, Chris. And hi, Scott. Still with us for the second one. You're a sucker for punishment. That's all I can say. David, thanks for popping on. Good evening. How are you? What do you think we're going to do tomorrow night? New watcher by the look of it. Uh, Kings of 75. We've not yeah. seen you before. You're welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, and Melina, hello, Craig. Hello, Scott. Hello, Melina. See, Melina might be a little bit upset because we were asking um, the man, just, as I've just done the Opposition View show, uh, I did ask them sort of how many Leicester players would make it into their team. And I did, as a sort of just out of interest, ask how many Arsenal fans would make it, players would make it into their team. And one, <laughs> I think, was one. the answer for the Arsenal. And I think Who was it? They had, to, they had to think about that one as well. But, Who um, was it? Party. Party, yeah? Yes, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. Although there's a, there's a lot of uh, spots on the bench. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I tell you what, because and David's saying he's taken did take a draw there. Mm. I mean, nobody did us a favour over the weekend except Everton. Mm. Um, and kind of thank you, Everton fans everywhere. Yeah. Um, we, we we love you. you. You're such such the nicer half of Liverpool. You really are. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is kind of squeaky bum because it's like last season coming back again, isn't it? Yeah, I'm worried. Are you? Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, so. I mean, I, I know a lot of people said the same, but and and I said the same to um, to my lad Scott that uh, it was like it was our Bournemouth game. Um, so Yunchu, you know, didn't do himself any favours in the Bournemouth game, and exactly the same in uh, in the Newcastle game. It is a bit of history repeating itself. The, the plus side is that even though we had such a terrible run last time, it went all the way to the last game when it was in our own hands. And I've got a sneaky feeling it might be the same, that it goes to that Spurs game and those 8,000 people who managed to get a ticket for that game have got a really important part to play, I think, in whether we get over the line this season. You totally agree with you. Of course, we're at home for the Spurs game, which is... Great with it being the last game. Yeah. So I think I think they should give them two clappers each, I think. <laughs> rather than the one. I mean, we've been moaning about how often you know, we you know we've we're playing games more regularly. We played Palace and they haven't played for ten days. Yeah. Newcastle I don't think have played for over a week. And here mm. we were playing two games. I mean the Man United fan did make the point of well, you know they're used to it it comes with being in the cup and what have you so i said yeah you can't have it always but you know looking at man united they played villa and villa was doing all right until half time they were, mm. they were they were in there for us but they played them on the 9th of may they're playing us on the 11th and they're playing liverpool on the 13th i mean liverpool is their own fans problem of course because mm. they, they got the game um called off but uh that could work in our favour because I did ask them, and the rumours are that Solskjaer might be going to put out. He's not happy with the, the dates, but he might be putting out a weakened team. And it is his eye on the Liverpool game. And to be honest with you, to the Man United fans, that game means more to them than the Leicester game. They're guaranteed top four. So can you see that happening? Oh, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I think he'd come out when all the fixtures were. Were, were put out there. I think it. he came out very early and said, we can't cope with this number of games close together or the, the team. I can't play the same players in all of these games. Mm. So I'm going to have to make some um, changes. I'm going to have to make some decisions. And those decisions may not make everybody happy with regards to the Champions League spots. Um and then it was just a matter of what team would he put out against Villa. And I think as soon as you saw the team against Villa, you got the feeling that it was going to be us that he was going to rest people against. Because you're right, it's not acceptable for Man United to lose to Liverpool. And especially no. if they put out a weakened team and got a good hiding, that would not do him any, any good at all. So I think we're benefiting from being the middle team here. He, he got the win against Villa. That made them safe in the top four, I think. Yeah. Now we can rest a few players and uh, hopefully we can take advantage of it. And the uh, 
And the theatre of dreams isn't the theatre of nightmares. I think, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I think the, the Everton West Ham result helped, helped them cement the place. I think they guaranteed yeah. top four now, whatever comes. And I think what, what, Ollie, what Ollie needed was to guarantee that top four. Yeah. And let's get that out of the way, which is let's put a strong team out against Villa. Then look mm. at the next two games. And mm. yeah, you've got Leicester, you've got Liverpool. Mm. Leicester, our form's a little bit iffy, but you know, if he loses against Leicester, I think their fans will kind of go, yeah, all right, we've got a weaker scene mm. now. Blah, blah, blah. Losing to Liverpool, that's like, you know, unforgivable. I, th- I think in, ter- in terms of the role that Man United can play in the top four places, I think I, they would be much happier Leicester getting in the top four than Liverpool. You know, if it means Man United have managed to help put Liverpool in the Europa League, then I, I think their fans will, uh, will love uh, love Oli for, for that. So, you know, I, I, I think, as I said, I think we're going to benefit from it. I think he's already come out and in his press conference and, and people have said, um, asked him questions about whether he would rest players and whether he would give some of the youngsters a try. And uh, I think that's the case. I mean, I, I noticed that they're playing in the under-23s tonight, so it may be interesting whether anybody's been left out of that team or, or whether there's anybody in that team who's going to make uh, make a play and get on the bench tomorrow. But um, definitely, I think it's. I think I think we've been given a better chance than we may well have done beforehand by them having so many games and and that postponement of the Liverpool game may actually help us and uh, and help us get our, our place in the top four so we've been given a chance we, we've got to take it though and that's down to the players and uh, and the manager to, to make the most of it now I'm not sure if Chris is uh, is Chris is having some connection problems but um, but I'll carry on it'd be interesting to know what you viewers think um, as to whether we should be targeting any games, whether we should be focusing on the cup final. I mean, I, I don't think we can at the minute. I think the, the cup final has to be a bonus game for us, to be honest. I think that um, the, the focus has got to be on on the Man U game. Um, and then the cup final takes care of itself. You know, I don't think there's any way that Brendan... If we'd have got the points we expected to against... Uh, Southampton and Newcastle, maybe even Brendan could have looked at uh, resting a couple of players. But I think with the way those results go, and I think it, it, all the focus needs to be on the Man United game and you don't even think about the cup final until the whistle's gone. No. And thank you very much, sir. Done like a true, gen- <laughs> true professional. <laughs> For those of you that may have noticed, I was having problems there. Um, and and <laughs> quick <laughs> Keep talking, Craig. Keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the joy of technology. The joy Indeed. of technology. Um, David's saying here, and I just brought this up before, but I will mention it. Um, what were we about Friday? Even after half time, we still looked terrible until desperation came and scored two goals late. Why don't we stop making these mistakes in defence? I don't know if you said this while I was away, but you made a very, mm. very good point about us playing the high line of defence, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, I think I'd mentioned this in the in the pre-game against uh, before the Newcastle game. and said the only way that they could beat us was by their front guys, and uh, because they look to play on the last man. Callum Wilson always plays on the last man on the shoulder, 
So if we play a high line, then we run the risk of uh, of getting caught out. And lo and behold, that's exactly what we happen, happened. We tried to push up, uh, squeeze the game and played a high line. And they got in behind us too, too many times for my liking. And, uh, you know, I could see it coming. And unfortunately, you know, we didn't react to it. And I think we've talked about this um, in recent weeks. We play better when we play quick. And we seem mm. to have got into this malaise almost of just playing at a slow pace and it's only when we go behind that we sort of start to to quicken it up a little bit and uh, you can't just turn it on in a game you've got to come out of the blocks and stamp your authority on it and and play at a fast pace it's all right brendan saying this that and the other and you know we we made mistakes but your first mistake was not playing with the intensity that has got us into the position that we have do you, do you think the, obviously Johnny Evans got injured literally in the warm up? Although mm. you know, <laughs> uh, Alan did pick him as our man of the match. I think he played better in a couple of minutes in the warm up than any of the players that were out on the pitch. Mm. Um, I was very tongue in cheek there, but um, it, it kind of was like he didn't really know. Did he stick with the back three? Did he go for four? I'm putting on, on a post in the Facebook group saying, oh, we've gone back four. And they don't know we're not. We've gone back to a back three. Yeah. I don't think it helped, but it's no excuse for the performance, was it? Not at all. I think uh, it was almost like he... Um, it was almost like he, that had happened just before and then he put every other name in a bag and just pulled them out because it, yeah. it, it seemed to be the worst scenario of players that he could pick he went with, he moved Castagna, he brought in Albrighton as a left wing back. Uh, I mean, at a push, you can put him as a right wing back and he's not let anybody down, although I think there, there are better players. To, but to put him as a left wing back, when you know he's got to cut in the whole time, you weaken it by moving Castagna. When you've got a left back, a left wing back in Thomas on the bench, you've got a centre-half in Amati on the bench, you move Soyuncu, into the mid, I, I, there was just so many changes, and you know, it's all again, it's all right for Brendan to come out and say people made individual mistakes, but a lot of that was because of where they were being asked to play. So, Yunchu was in the middle of that, and for the first goal, you could see that came because he, he naturally wants to move the ball out to the left, so he played his little Cruyff turn or whatever without any idea there was anything behind him because usually there's not. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it. I think it threw them, but I think Brendan has to hold his hands up and say that he was culpable. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Liverpool. Uh, sorry, Liverpool, Man United. This is this is a game that they're going to take as the easier game. Mm. We can't afford to do that, though, can we? I mean, you mm. know, I want us to win the FA Cup, and I'm, I, I said on the opposition view, I would quite happily take Europa League if it means winning the FA Cup. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I think if, if Brendan and somebody said this on, on, on the last show, um, and it, well, it was saying, I've had to go and change my shirt so it looks like I'm actually doing a different show on a different day. But you know, Brendan will get roasted alive if he picks a weakened team and we, we drop out the top four again at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I, d I don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way he can now. Um... You know, everybody's been lining up, even in, in previous weeks, saying, would we do the same as we did last season? Uh, and now those those shouts are getting even more vociferous. And what it does is it looks bad on Brendan because it looks like he can't get a team over the line. 
You know, you, you go back to when he was at Liverpool manager and he should have won the league with Liverpool and he couldn't do it. He couldn't get them over the line. He had that, OK, there was the, uh, the Gerrard slip against Chelsea. But the performance against Crystal Palace, when there were two, three nil up, to give that away, this starts, you know, becoming repetitive if you cannot get a team over the line. And if he's got the ambitions of using Leicester as a stepping stone to a bigger job, he has to put this right. He can't keep failing at the at the last hurdle. No. That that said, and um, if it is all starting to go a little bit um boob up if you like, um it, to me, and it will be it'll be disappointing more than anything, and we're gonna come on to the game in a second, but the fact that we've you know been four whole season and to fall out of it again, but fifth or sixth for the second year running for Leicester City. Yeah and an FA Cup final, yep. and we, we got through the group in the Europa League, you know, we can't look back and go, it was a bad season. Not, not at all. I, and, um, you know, I think, I think as Leicester fans, we've got to try and get into that mentality of it's not the journey, it's where we finished, to be yeah. honest. You know, because yeah. if you looked at it the other way and we were outside it and we managed to get into the top six, everybody would be happy with it. So it, it is purely... The disappointment of the fact that we've been up there all season long and with the injuries we've had to be fair most people wouldn't have expected us to do that yeah. so we've already exceeded the expectations yeah you know yeah. And, and i think that's that we've got to try and cling on to there was a photograph i saw on facebook today i think it was on uh, on Leicester till i die tv um that was pasted up there um of top at the training ground so oh, when yeah. you look at what this club has done this year this season not only have we strengthened the team, we've got more points than we had last season. We're in the top four and we've been there all season. And we've got probably one of the best in the world in terms of training facilities. This club's come a hell of a lot, long way. And it's only because of that that we feel disappointed if we end up in the Europa League. All in all, you step back and it's been a really, really great year. We will move on after this, but very quickly, this from Steve uh, Morrison. If Roger keeps bottling it, then I'm afraid he has no right to be linked to a bigger club. Leicester have done well uh, these past two years, but you've benefited from Spurs, Arsenal, grossly underachieving. Yes, we have, Steve. There's no doubt about it. But so what? You know, every team at some point, and this is what annoys me. I'm not sure what team he supports. Um, uh, there, Steve. I'm not having a go because everybody's entitled to their opinion. But why should the so-called big, greedy top six, whatever you want to call them, why should they always be thinking that they've got every right to be top? You're saying that you know we are um, there because Arsenal and Spurs have had a shit season. Well, that's not our problem. No. That's their problem. You know, we can only play who's against us. You know, when we won the league, yes, you could say this team did that and that team did the other and that helped us. Mm. Of course it did, you know. Mm. Would Man City, you know, you, let, let's say that. We might as well say Man City have only won the league because they didn't get to, Chelsea didn't get Tuchel in until it was, you know, too late. If they got him in at the start of the season, Chelsea might have won the league. You, know, yeah. you can go on you can go on and on, can't you? Can't you, Craig? You, you can, and uh, I mean, I had a I had a conversation with a with a Liverpool fan today, and we were talking about you know the so called top six, and uh, 
uh, and Arsenal and Spurs in particular, and, and even Liverpool to a certain extent, is that I think they have to accept that this is the new norm, yeah. that it's not going to be the divine right of being the top six. And the reason for that is that you take out the top three teams in Spain, you take out the top three or four in Italy, the top one in France, and every team in the Premier League from top to bottom has enough money to go and pinch the best players from everywhere else in Europe. So year on year, the longer you stay in the Premier League, you will get stronger. The league will get stronger and the teams are more likely to beat each other. I think this is the new norm. I don't think there will be a top six. The top six will be from history of the early days of the Premier League. I think the new norm is there will be Leicesters, there will be West Ham's, there will be who knows what, Everton's or whatever, because they strengthen year on year. And it makes it harder for the top so-called big teams to get all the victories they need. I think it's good for the Premier League. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, what? And I've said this on, on a few shows now, and I think, to be honest with you, it's the arrogance of some of the fans of these clubs that think they are big. Liverpool, before you got Shankly in, let's say, I mean, Arsenal probably are, the, are, the, are one of the exceptions to this. You know, before Shankly came, Liverpool were down in the second tier. They were nowhere. Everton was, Everton used to be the biggest team in Liverpool. Mm. You know, Manchester United used to be something Heath, didn't they, and playing yeah. green and yellow. You know, if you're, going, if you're going to go far enough back and talk about big clubs, <coughs> Burnley are a big club. They were there from the start. Bolton, even Blackpool with Stanley Matthews. Um, uh, so, you know, this is... Um, you know, to me, like you've just said there, you know, this, it, it, and I'm not, I'm not going to go at you, Steve, and you've mm. said, just said then you don't disagree with me on, on everything you said. Um, and I, I'm going to come on to what you've just posted as well now. Um, Spurs and Arsenal have a long way back, and I can't see Leicester being around top six for, and I can see Leicester being around the top six for a while. Things evolve. I'm a great believer. I don't know if you agree with me here, Craig. Things go in cycles. You know, it was mm. Liverpool during the late 70s, 80s. Like I say, they suddenly came from nowhere. Mm. Nottingham Forest had a few years when they were top and winning the European Cup. Then, then um, Man United had their time. Mm. Now Man City and Chelsea had a few years. Then Man mm. City having a few years. You know, just because, you know, a team has been top. And I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. Let's, let's look at your team. You support Leeds. And I only look for Leicester as a model to follow. If we're talking big teams, we and I apologise, I shouldn't have done this, we can't forget Leeds. Because no. Leeds have, have the right to be a bigger team as mm. Chelsea do. Because again, what were Chelsea before Abramovich? I think, um, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but I think Leeds were the last team to win the title before the Premier League uh, yeah, kicked in. Right. Yeah, You know, they were in... Um, and, and they were the team, weren't they? They were the team in the in the seventies. You know that that uh, not a win at all costs. It was kick them at all costs. Yeah. But it was effective. It was effective football, and they were the team. You know that. Um, it was a man's game, Craig. It was a man's exactly. game. Exactly. But they yeah. they were the team that everybody hated. And why did they hate them? Because they were successful. successful. The same yeah. way that everybody hated Liverpool in the yeah. in the eighties uh, and Man United in the nineties. Success yeah. does that. The so-called big six are called the big six purely in the premiership years because they were consistent 
in terms of having good finishes during the life of the Premier League. Yeah. You know, people seem to forget there was football before that. But it's the Premier League uh, and their performance over the years that has made them so-called big clubs. But yeah. I, as I say, I think there's a changing of the guard. I think it's going to be more and more difficult for those clubs to be in there year after year. And it's that sort of, you, you called it arrogance. And is that, that that feeling that it's their divine right to mm. be there. And if they're not there, then they should march on the stadium or, you know, they should uh, want their ownership yeah. out as if that's the only thing that's go- that, that it is. It's nothing to do with anything else. It's just, you know, change the owners, everything will be all right. Further down yeah. the pyramid, change your uh, change your manager and everything will be all right. It's yeah. not. It's not. I mean, I actually, I mean, everybody hated Leeds and um, it, it was, like you say, because they were winning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in them days, you know, Ron Chopper Harris, there was he Chelsea, I believe, or, you know, yeah. we didn't get these nicknames just for the sake of it. And yes, they were a hard team, mm-hmm. but they've more right, if you like, to be saying that they should be a top six club than Leicester have, because they've got mm-hmm. more of a history than, yeah. than we have. But, you know... Um, TM says, shouldn't worry about the Spurs game, they're having a poo season. They are, um, thank you for keeping it clean. If the Super League was created in 20 in 2000, Leeds and Newcastle would have been invited instead of Spurs. That's what's stupid about it. Totally agree, Steve. Totally agree. And like I say, I mean, Leeds, I think they've been, I, I think they've been the Sheffield United of this season. I just hope they're not the Sheffield United of next season. Um, because I do I do like Bielsa. And I, I, what I love about him, he says, like, yeah, I'm here, but I'm not going to learn English. You you want to learn English, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but nice to have Leeds back. But, hey, we're going to be talking about Leicester against the old Red Devils at Old Trafford. We'll be right back after this. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Funny thing is, you know, since we sold him to um, Man United, um, I did say Man United owe us a favour, so they have to beat Liverpool for us. So they did say they did give us 80 million for Maguire, so that, that was a kind of payback. Um, if the first game is missed for them, Mm-hmm. And we joke about eighty million. Thank you very much. We've got Soyuncu, but I've got to be honest with you. He's been a he's been brilliant for them recently. He's kind of got over that sort of I think price tag and from the early days, and he's kind of settled mm-hmm. into that role. But he's going to miss tomorrow night, and it looks funnily enough like the other way around. Ex Man United player now playing for us, Johnny Evans, central defence. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it either, and they're going to keep him for the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say when uh, when Maguire went off in the in the game against Villa, yeah, it's the first minutes he'd missed since he signed for them, which is, you know, phenomenal to 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 be honest. In the number of games they've played as well throughout Europe and the Europa League, and uh, I think I don't think he ever played with any um, sort of feeling that there was a price tag on him. It was, you know, it's nothing to do with the players, really, is it? It's the price tag yeah. that's put on them by the two clubs. But when you come with a price tag, every single mistake you make will be highlighted by the pundits who um, who, who sort of know everything but have never managed to actually prove it as a, in any uh, managerial job, to be fair. But no, but to be fair to Maguire, he's, he's done a great job and he has been the, the sort of rock at the back there. So it'll be interesting 
because that back four I've never had to play without him. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they cope. I can't wait to see the teams. Like trying to predict a score, like is we've just no idea what team right. is, is going to be picked. I mean, they they did look tired, and I can't see Indeedy having as bad a game as he had oh. the other night again. But oh, you know, we, we have got this today. I mean, we're lucky we played on Friday. Man United played on Sunday. That will work in our benefit. Yeah, but they did look tired, didn't they? They did, and and tired in mentally as well. I think that was the most disappointing thing that we we seem to be very slow on the ball. The number of times we got actually caught in possession must have been a record um, this season because I can't remember us being caught in possession as as much as we we were in that game, Indeedy especially. And um, for me, I mean, overall, I mean, indeed, he's been a little bit up and down for me. I think his ball retention has been. Great, always is you know winning the ball back has been great. I've been disappointed, I think, in terms of his ability with the ball. Um, I don't necessarily think we've seen him develop this year. You know, mm. I, I don't think he's become a better player than he was last year, for for instance. So that's a little bit of a worry. I would expect him to be dominating games, and I think I mentioned, uh, I, th- I think I put a comment in on your your post match show after the Newcastle that we don't have any sort of nasty players in there. There's nobody in there like a Jordan Henderson or a Fernandinho who wants to take the game by the scruff of the neck and say, this is my game, or even this is my midfield. I'm running this midfield. Mm. And we all thought that indeed he was going to be that person. And from time to time, he is. He's had some games where he's just been phenomenal. You know, and he's just won every tackle and he seems to have been everywhere. But there's other games where he seems satisfied to let the, the game pass him by. He need, he's at that point in his career, I think, because a lot of people are supposedly looking at him from so-called bigger clubs. Um, well, but I was his game... on a Man United site the other night. Um, just what I wasn't, you know, chatting or anything like that. And they actually said that they wouldn't necessarily be bothered for Ndidi. There's probably two and a half Tillemans because yeah. all Ndidi does is stop it. He hasn't got a good passing in. No. No, and that, that's disappointing for me. I think I think to be the top, yeah, I'm starting to sound like Harry Redknapp here. To be a top top player, he's got to bring that into his into his game. He's got to be able to use the ball better than he does. Yeah. Um, yes, he, he'll pull out a pass like he did for um, uh, Ian Acho's goal. I think I can't remember who it was against when he clipped it over the top. Yeah. But they're few and far between, to be honest. And uh, he needs to work on that to be. The player, and it's interesting, isn't it, that we're, you know, it's being leaked by um, uh, Fabrizio and uh, and the man in the know, uh, Wesley Fofana, that we yeah. seem to have um, done the deal for this uh, Samari, I think. Um, Although Fofana, in fact, it was Miss Molina who met, who sent me the copy of the tweet, mm. and Fofana took it down quite quickly. He did, yeah. You know, I actually believe it or not, I actually emailed um Fabrizio and said, right, any chance of you come because oh, Marina right. said he, he sometimes comes on shows if you know for for a charge. And I yeah. emailed him and said, Look, you know, we'd love to get you on to talk to you about this this transfer, but uh, is it something you do? But unfortunately, apparently he's not now allowed to do any shows at all because 
He's, uh, oh, right. who is employed. He's employed by actually by Sky Italy. That's his job. You know? Okay. But, um, but yeah, that would, that would have been a, a good to get him on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Scoop, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, um, you know, but not, no, I think I think I think his signing, if it comes off, I mm. think unless Brendan's going to play two of that type of player, I think that puts a little bit of pressure on Indeedy. Um, and maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's what he needs. He needs a little bit Charity of pressure because he's, he's seen off Chowdhury, seen off Mendy. Maybe he needs to be pushed a little bit like the rest of the team. I mean, as I say, Chowdhury is probably the one who does get his foot in, and we, you know, yeah. we know he's got a red card in him. Um, yeah. Chowdhury, I think, is on the way out. Would you agree? I think, I think so. I think, you know, if Brendan, I, I say, Chowdhury won't let anybody down in terms of his endeavour, mm-hmm. you know, and and the way he does put his his foot in, and you know, he's probably the kind of player that we all like to see someone who's not scared to put his foot in. Yeah. You know, with that comes the the danger that you are going to mess up now and again. You are going to give a penalty away or a free kick in a bad spot. So you can't have it all. No. But you know that that type of player is being almost refereed out of the game. So I think you have to look at somebody who can who can tackle and recover a ball, but also can use it better. Looking at we've not I mean, we've not beaten Man United since that five three result. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll come on to the FA Cup obviously separately. Uh, we've got a draw with them earlier two two. Um, but we just can't seem to beat them in the league, can we? No. No, they are one of those teams. And I think it's almost like that. That um, We we have that inferiority complex. We've talked about that, you know, throughout the season. And uh, it's like sometimes we can go out like we did against Man City. We, we go out there, we beat them 5-2. I think it was 5-2, 5-3, 5-2. And then we play them at home and we have, you know, we have this inferiority complex where we just sit back and let them play. Uh, And we tend to do the same against Man United. I don't think since that uh, fabulous 5-3, I don't think I've seen us come out and really have a go at Manchester United. And if we believe, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow night in terms of team selection, we're never going to have a better chance of actually dominating uh, Man United, particularly at uh, at Old Trafford. So, you know, hopefully those uh, those stats will change in our favour tomorrow. Of the twenty last stagings of this particular fixture, so away to Man United, mm. they've won fifteen of the last twenty. It's not great, is it? No, <laughs> I don't want to worry anybody here at all. I've um, said that. I mean, that 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 means we want win every every five they win. We win one. So if they've won the last five, uh, maybe it's our turn. Maybe, maybe. Let let fingers cross. Scott, good evening, Scott. Welcome back from earlier. I'll be honest, Chris and Craig. I'm kind of worried about Craig's team for tomorrow because I think indeed he needs to be rested and many in his place. But you seem to be letting on otherwise. Mm, you know, you'll have to you'll have to stop and and, and watch Scott. And I like, I'm glad to see that Scott is more worried about your team than what Brendan's team. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, your your yeah. favourite friend. You you'll get that call one day. You'll get that call. Um, David Craig makes a great point. We don't tell him that. He'll never get him. He'll never get through that window behind him. Uh, really tough guy. We don't have one. I might have been searching for excuses for Friday, but don't you think the pitch was very wet and that might have affected the weight of the pass? 
come on, these are professionals. They should be able to. I mean, when when you look, I mean, I was watching the other day. I was watching uh, the big match we visited on ITV4, and when you look at those pictures, then. And I was, then I was listening to the Brighton game at the weekend on the radio, and they were saying that the pitch, even after all these games, was like a, a billiard table. No, I'm sorry. These players should be able to play on it, shouldn't they? They should, they should do, yeah. I remember the, you know, the baseball ground and Stamford Bridge, I think, were the worst too. And uh, if you found a blade of grass on it, you were lucky. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I take, I take, uh, I take the point there that very early on there was a lot of people slipping over, um, but all you've got to say is it's the same for both sides, and and if Newcastle with their players can adapt to it better than ours, then that that doesn't say a lot for our players, to be honest. Um, I think they had a game plan and they executed it well. I think not just in the middle of the pitch in terms of a tough guy. I think all over we've got to be more dominant. It's almost. Like we're not aggressive enough. I mean, Fafana was was at fault, I think, for Paul Dummett. But I mean, Paul Dummett scored his first away goal in what three, four years from well, a call. Yeah, I mean, but why why are we allowing ourselves to be dominated? We're just not hard enough. Now, whether that comes from Brendan, I don't know, wanting to be everybody's friend, and you know that we play nice, pretty, pretty football. But you know, when Pep does it, they're nasty buggers. They are. You know, they'll but take people you, down at the halfway line. But do you think if you've got that nasty player, we're not going to get a full season out of them because they'll be sent off long. You know, more, more. You know, more often than not. True, but then that's all about building a squad. I think. I think the clever ones. I mean, how Fernandinho didn't get a booking the other night. I think it was in the second leg in the Champions League. He must have been done about eight fouls and somehow. Because they're clever. It's the same as Henderson. Yeah. Henderson's in the ear of the referee the whole time, chirping away. And they seem to get away with it, you know, because they do it. We we haven't got that kind of experienced older head. The last time we had someone like that, it was Cambiasso. Yeah. You know, he wasn't necessarily nasty, but he had that inner steel and inner strength that I think we're lacking. The interesting thing was, apparently John Moss, up and down, I don't know which game he was repping the other night, he hadn't yeah. sent a player off full season mm. and he, he managed to get two and even the second one was, was after the final whistle. So, hey John, you, you nearly went the whole season there. Um, yeah. You said you were Harry before, you might want to nip and get a, a bit of a Dan Roly-Poly while I just bring this comment in. This is coming from a Chelsea fan TV. Thanks for joining us, mate. And um, we will see you on Thursday, I believe it is, when we are doing the opposition view for the FA Cup final. I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm getting nervous now. I've got my flag. got my flag. Um, hi, guys. Just come in to say hi and wish you guys all the best as it's such a crucial game for you. Cheers, mate. Hope whatever happens, Chelsea is still top four as the favourites now big up. Yeah, you you are. Well done, mate. You You've... you've Got you above us now, so it's for you to to drop and lose down. But all I'll say is West Bromwich Albion. So let's not get you know too excited, mate. Um, he's off. Take care, guys. Thanks for popping in, mate. See you Thursday. David Gamble makes a good point here, and this is something I've been saying all all season. We you know need a good captain in midfield. Whether it's midfield, I don't know, but we need. For me, an outfield player as captain. And like I've said to you many, many times, you know, I'm not going to say suddenly we're going to turn into sort of, you know, Brazil, but 
Casper, as good as he is, he's he's a goalkeeper, so he's got control. He overrides the captain in the box anyway. But you need somebody out on the field that can deal players, that can go and have a word with them and say, come on, pull your socks up, you know, in my opinion. No, I, th I think you're right. I mean, I think, you know, Tielemans takes on a leadership role uh, when he's on the pitch, I've, I've talked about him before. You know, I've, I've described him as a as a quarterback, and he takes that leadership role and he moves players around. What I notice is he doesn't seem to do it when Madison's on the pitch. Those to me, it's almost like we're creating a, a Gerrard and Lampard situation here, where England couldn't get the best out of Gerrard and Lampard when they were playing together. And and from what I've seen. I've not seen many games where Tielemans and Madison have a good game together. And it almost mm -hmm. seems like Madison tries to impose himself and get on the ball and, and, and Tielemans is almost too happy to let him do it. And, and it affects Tielemans' games. Now, you know, whatever team uh, Brendan picks, it'd be interesting to see whether that dynamic changes. But um, I think Tielemans' best games for us in recent weeks have been when Madison's not been playing. So... But I think we definitely need it. I mean, if you look at um, the sort of clips, uh, the best of show reels of this new guy, supposedly who we're getting from uh, from Lille, I know that's a dangerous thing to do because someone's cut together all the best bits and none of the crap. Mm -hmm. But he looks a bit of a beast, to be honest, in the middle of midfield. And uh, yeah, no, it takes time. Yeah, it takes time to become a captain. But, yeah. you know, captains take many forms, but there does seem to be need to be... I, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed, I think, in the likes of Schmeichel, Vardy or whatever, who don't seem to, Vardy in particular, doesn't seem to take that role onto the pitch. You know, he's been there, he's seen it, he's done it. I don't see him having a go at the other players, trying to G them on. You know, he, he seems a little bit too... It, it isn't for everybody, though, is it? That's the thing. And, you know, look yeah. at... David Beckham, when he was England, he never made right. captain at Old Trafford, but as far as I can remember, but he yeah. was England captain. But yeah. he um, he led by example. He was never mm. teeing the players up. But, you know, he, yeah. he said, well, this is what I can do with the ball. You know, you do it. Um, well, you go, when you go back, I mean, you, you look at... You, you, let, let's ignore the fact that we won the league. And just for anybody who, who wasn't aware, we actually did win the league. Um you look at all the great teams, so Man City, Fernandinho this year in past years, Vincent Company, you know, again, can be a right nasty, nasty player out there. But he was a, a real captain. Henderson at Liverpool was a real captain the year they won it. Um, you go back, Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira, those sort of players who can take a game by the scruff of the neck and they don't want to get beaten. They hate to get beaten. I'm a little bit fed up of uh, hearing things afterwards about, you know, we go again. I want to see our players hate to get beaten during a game. I don't see it enough. Um, maybe that's for a show after the season ends. There's a looking okay. thing to do. Maybe, uh, maybe mm. it's picking a new, picking an outfield captain could be a show. Yeah. But I don't want to scare anybody. But this is the form going into the game. Uh, on yeah, <laughs> it is a bit like that. Uh, Man United not lost in the last five, um, but I mean Leeds did hold them to that nil-nil draw. So they, you know there's a small chinks they've got in their armour. We of course had the uh, West Ham debacle. Um, 
we beat West Brom, we beat Palace, could only draw with Southampton and, of course, Newcastle. I'm just hoping that it, we've got it out of our system, if that makes sense. Well, I think we'll find uh, we'll find out what our players are actually made of in these last three games, plus the cup final. To be honest, I mean, I think Man United's away record is better than their home record. Like a lot of teams yeah. this year, our away record is yeah. better than our home. So, hopefully, yeah, we can that. we can cling to that. But definitely, you know, we're going to see how much this team has actually grown. You know, we talk about it. I mean, and again, Mark Albrighton coming out uh, after the last game. We're not going to have a repeat of what we did last season. Show us, you know, don't say it, show us. You know, that's what we need to see. We need to see someone getting angry on the pitch. That's what I'd like to see. We don't we don't see it enough. You know, I when I played, I'm sure you, Chris, most people, you hate losing. If you're a competitive sportsman, you should hate to lose. I yeah. want to see a little bit more of that. David Moyes is going a little bit mad. Um, he's, he's querying Premier League integrity um, as Man United played two of his rivals in 48 hours. I can kind of see where he's coming from. And if the roles are reversed, I might well be saying the same. Yeah, I think this has happened every year, though, to be honest. There's always been yeah. one point of the season where someone's come out and played a weakened team, you know, even if it's a, a team down the bottom or whatever, someone has come out, whether it be in an FA Cup tie, because they've got an important game coming up. Yeah. The integrity of the game is over 38 games. You know, you end up where you are. You know, we've, you know, teams have played us when we've had bad injuries. You know, we've played other teams when they've had their best players out, you know, through injury. That's, that's it. I, I know what he's saying in terms of, well, he's picking a weakened team. At the end of it, your responsibility is to your team. You've got to get the best results you can for your team. If that means he has to rest of you, unfortunately, that happens. We, we've come up against it in the past. So it's understandable, but, you know, unfortunately, when there's so many games to fit in, it's going to happen. On the good side, let's not forget this from this season. Mm. A little matter of a 3-1 in the quarterfinals of the old... FA Cup. Um, let's hope that that Leicester and that Man United team turn up tomorrow night. Well, particularly and uh, and especially Fred. You know, um, yeah. if we if we can ask for one player to play, maybe it's Fred. You know, because he, uh, he 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 did do us a favour in that last one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that that was a funny game. I think that could have gone either way. I think that Yuri Tielemans goal at the right time really gave us the boost. Um, but they came at us and, you know, Cavani, Cavani's a fantastic striker and, you know, that if he's sitting on the bench and they need a goal, then there's every chance that the big yeah. guns are going to come off the bench. You know, it's all right, David Moy saying they're not going to start, but I bet you they're, they're on the bench if they need them. And he's just signed a new contract, of course. Yeah, he has for another year. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, I think, he's, I think he's the best striker. In terms of movement, he's the best penalty box striker. You could argue that... Harry Kane's work outside the box is better and his goals return is, but in terms of a penalty box striker, the movement of Cavani is just phenomenal. 
it's that time we're going to look at your team and see uh hopefully brendan's gone out and he's not going to take any notice of you this week yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll be back straight after this you are watching and listening to chris and lester till i die tv on youtube and your favorite podcasts right so let's see if i can get this to work and if not we might just have to do it the old-fashioned way um let me see if i can bring this up did that work at all it will i hope might some, do some is having a drum roll <laughs> I haven't done my haven't done me dinner yet, so I'll take any roll. Um, let's. It's it, it's not it's not bringing it up at all, which is just typical. Let's just try this. Here we go. Let's try and get Craig back in now because it is his team after all. No, it doesn't like it. It doesn't like having you, me, and your. Oh, there we go. There we go. Mm -hmm. Right, so talk us through it. Yeah, I've gone for a, I've gone for a little bit of a uh, change of formation and a change of personnel this week. I think I think we're at that point where we just need to be a little bit solid, but mm -hmm. forward thinking as well. And that's why I don't want to see us messing around if we haven't got the players to play a back five that we're comfortable with. Then let's not play it. I, I wanted Brendan to go to a back four as soon as Johnny Evans was uh, was injured, but but he didn't unfortunately. So I've gone with a, a pretty standard back four there. So for me, Ricardo's not at the levels that he that he has been. I know Brendan came out and said he doesn't think he will be until next season, to be honest. And he's had a full pre-season. Uh, so Casper's in goal. So I'm putting Castagna over to the right back. Wes Fafana, Soyuncu, and then bringing Thomas in on the left uh, as a pretty solid back four with people playing in their proper positions. I think one of the other things that happens is when we play a back five, uh, the rest of the team seem to move forward. So I think you noticed against um, in, in recent weeks, but particularly against Newcastle, it's the two either side of Johnny Evans who seem to have a ball, the ball a lot. So Cags will come out with the ball a lot. Fafana will come out with the ball a lot. And what we're allowing to do is the centre-halves to dictate the pace of the game because they will just stroll forward with it. The rest of the team gets concertinaed and we're not quick enough moving the ball. So I'm hoping that by going to a back four, we get the ball in quicker to the people who can actually make something happen. Yeah. So in front of the back four, we've got Ndidi. Would you Tielemans. be with him even though he had a bad game the other the other week? I think I think so. I think uh, no. I think as soon as someone has one bad game and then they they get shipped out. I mean, I do like Mendy, and I know somebody mentioned it earlier. I do like Mendy, but for me, is Mendy is a come on and see the game out kind of guy. I think um, I think indeed he. You know, for, for for his faults that he had the other night, when he's on his game, there is nobody better. You know, he's right up there in probably the top three in that position in the Premier League. So I think he, I would hope, you know, top players recognise when they've had a poor game and I think they want to go and put it right. So I'm hoping that he will. And I think with the back four, I think he's got more of a, 
clear role. You know, with the back four, that's his job to make that almost that extra man just sit in front and protect it. When you when you're being overlapped by your centre halves, it's sometimes I think there's always that thought of there's someone else who'll mop up behind me. In this role, there isn't. You've all got jobs to do. Just get on and do them. Crap, you brought in. Yeah, so I think it needs freshening up a little bit. I think particularly with this formation, going to a back four, it allows us an extra midfield player. And I think Pratt will bring a little bit more energy in there, you know, playing alongside his uh, his Belgian compatriot, uh, Tielemans. I think they could bring a little bit more dynamism. You know, Brat, Pratt's uh, not had much pitch time and I think this could be this could be the game for him to come back and, you know, maybe show that he's his worth. And in this formation, I think it suits him better. Uh, I, I would normally have said earlier in the season, controversially, but maybe not now, Perez over Madison. I think so. I thought, and, and I know people will disagree with me, but I thought Perez played pretty well when he came on against Newcastle. He was getting the ball, he was getting turned, and he was actually running at players. I mean, this was something that I'd said during the game. I can't remember the last time any of our players actually tried to beat anyone. It's all pass, pass, pass. Nobody tries to go back, uh, go past anyone anymore. And I think Perez did that. He was getting the ball in little pockets in the number 10 role. And then he was trying to burst between players. So Madison didn't do anything for me to warrant uh, another start. He looks off the pace. He looks like he's still carrying that injury. And I think it's, it's, it's affecting his confidence. So for me, Perez deserves a start there. And obviously, an Acho Vardy up front. So yep. you've gone for pretty much a, a strong team there. There's no mm. thoughts in your mind of all of resting anybody because I can just see that game and, <laughs> you know, a, a bad injury, let's say, to, to Vardy and Acho. And we're sort of kind of fecked up for the, the cup final. True. But I mean, cup finals are one off game. You never know what can happen. Uh, in a cup final, I don't think you can dictate when, as I said, if we'd have got four points instead of three from the Southampton and uh, Newcastle games, I think maybe he could have done it. But I think, yeah. I don't think he is in the place where he can rest anybody. The most important game is the next game, and the next game happens to be Man United. Yeah, I think it was, I don't know if we said it in this show or not, but you know. I don't think he can be seen to to, to not finish top four again after, after no. despite the fact that we've said it, it will be a disappointment more than a failure. Uh, it just reminds me of when we when we when we got Claudio in and everybody mm. saying like, wow, wow, we've got him and I'm saying, you know, he's never won a league, you know, a top league in yeah. any country. And I I was sort of as you know, I, I wrote the thing for ninety minutes and was saying, um, no, but he's got teams to second and third. Yeah. And, if he does that for a club like Leicester, that's mm. going to be good. Um, and I think the same with Rodgers. If he gets fifth, sixth every season, you know, for yeah. us, for, you know, say being Leicester, I think it's good. Um, we've got coming up after this. Um, can you believe the season's over in two weeks? I know. I know. It's madness. It is. And... And of course, next season fans will be back. So I think watch alongs will probably not be as popular as they have been <laughs> this season. Um, but 
um, you know, we've, we've got Man United, then we've got Chelsea twice, uh, technically away because we're the away team against yeah. uh, <laughs> in, in the cup, and then home to, to Tottenham, and then it's all over for the summer. And uh, we've got the Euros to look forward to, of course. But yeah. cup finals one off, and we're going to talk about that sort of later in the week. Um, mm. Possible nine points United, Chelsea. Tottenham. That'd be I'm nice, wouldn't it? No, no, I'm just saying that no. I'm going to say, oh, I don't think we'll get nine points. <laughs> Although I wish. Yeah, that would yeah. just be, let's be honest with you, that would just be typical of Leicester, wouldn't it? It would. I think, I think, I mean, three points tomorrow is huge. You know, that yeah. puts, I think it puts us eight ahead of West Ham with nine to play for. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a massive game. Um, West Ham are back. They haven't got a game in hand now, although Liverpool have obviously with the Man United game. Yeah. So West Ham um, have played. West Ham are five behind with three to play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as I say, you know, a win tomorrow puts us eight points ahead of them. They've got they, they've got no room um, for error. Obviously, Liverpool. We're hoping that Manchester United will do a favour there, but I think we've got to be looking at a minimum. You know, four may do it, but five points. I think if we can get a draw, Man United and Chelsea. I think we'll. I think we'll be a lot happier mm. going into the last game this season than we were last season. If we need to win it to yeah. get uh, to get in there, it, it's in our own hands. And at this stage of the season, if you just said it, you know, we go back to this. We bring this this show almost around a full circle here. At the start of the season, if you just said with three games to go. Champions League qualification is in our own hands and we're in an FA Cup final. I think we'd all take it. You would. We would. Definitely. Definitely. I'm just going to go through the games that are being played this week because there are some interesting games. Um, obviously, Man United-Leicester tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll ignore the, the, the not such interesting ones. And of course, Man United-Liverpool on Thursday. Mm. On Wednesday, it's Chelsea-Arsenal. Now, you know, Arsenal, they've got a point to prove, and it's a, it's a London derby. It's at Stamford Bridge, but still, you, stranger things have happened. Definitely. I mean, we've seen um, we've seen Chelsea, you know, different different yeah. sides of Chelsea. You know, they're not exactly prolific, and they, they can leak a goal. Um, he's got them pretty solid, to be fair, to, to Thomas Tuchel. But, you know, any team that lets five in against West Brom has clearly got some issues. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, at this stage of the season, you know, anything could happen. West Ham were, were not particularly good last night against Everton. So, um, yeah, any game can go. And, and as I say, if we can get the points on the board, then that, that puts us in a much stronger position. Yeah, Steve is saying if Leicester win tomorrow and Liverpool lose on Thursday, it's done. I wish I had your confidence. Um, I, I think West Ham can still get nine points, though. So yeah. the, the thing I'm, I'm quite interested in was I don't know if you watched it, the Brighton Wolves game. Yeah. The other day, and Brighton have lost Dunk for the next game. Yes. He's been he's been sent. Is it one game he misses? I think it's just. I one think game. it's one game. I think, yeah. but I'm not yeah. sure. Um. But Brighton host West Ham on Saturday. Yeah. Now, had Brighton beaten Wolves, 
they would have been going into that game knowing they were safe basically yep. you know like newcastle beat us that they're as good as safe now yeah Brighton aren't quite in that position yet um mm. i know the full of Fulham of, of, in fact, I think Fulham have lost. Does that mean that they're down if Fulham are losing? I think so, yeah. Have they lost tonight, yeah? Well, they're 2-0 down at the moment. Oh, well, they're, 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 that shoots me down in the foot then. Because I was going to say, Brighton could still need to get some something from that game. But if Fulham are down tonight, then um, uh, may, maybe Brighton won't need something from that mm. game. God, I'm clutching at straws here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean Brighton. Brighton are a funny team. I mean Brighton play some really nice football, and um, yeah. on their day, I think they'll they'll give anyone a decent game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. In fact, I I, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't watch it all, and I couldn't believe the fact that Wolves had come back and beaten them. You know, yeah. um, right? It's that time when um, yeah, Scott's just confirming for me there. Uh, if Fulham lose, they are relegated. Well, then it's all over, really, isn't it? It, uh, it, it? Everything, all eyes will be on the top four, as they say. But then again, is this not what we want? You know, exactly. they say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. But yeah. would you not sooner be in the kitchen and feeling the heat? Yeah, I mean, there's there's teams who go through this every season. You know, you know, can they can they make a top four? As I say. It's just because the the fact that we've been there all season makes it more difficult to take if we don't make it. But you're right. Yeah. This is where we want to be. We want to be challenging for these spots. Yes, indeed we do. Certainly. Right. Well, as you know, that I do. We do this um, prediction league uh, on lestertillidie.com forward slash next track preview, and it's there every week. And we get the three X Foxes and myself. Steve Walsh, Ian Marshall, and Steve Linux. And this is worrying me because you have um, ex-players that you would hope know a little bit more about football than you and me do. Um, and I'm kind of got to be honest with you. And this is the first time it's happened all season, even for allowing... And I did blame Steve Linux because he's always does reverse psychology and goes for a Leicester loss because he never gets it right. But Steve Walsh has gone 3-1 to United. Steve Linus has gone 3-0 to United. Marshy has gone 3-1, the same as Walshy. Marshy and Walshy there. I'm the only one that's flying the flag here, people. Flying the flag for Leicester and saying that I think we can do it and get a 2-1 win. Is anybody with me or am I the only one that believes we can actually do it? Come on, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at Steve Walsh. Did he think we were at home? No, no, because I did actually because I did actually message him back and going like, "Is that to Man United?" <laughs> Just yeah. to make sure. I think he was so disgusted with the Newcastle mm. game, yeah, and he based he's based it on that. He's based it on that. Yeah. Um, TM, you're sitting on the bench. You'll get splinters in your bottom. Ooh. Sorry, can't predict. Uh, David Gamble, I mean, it is always a case of what teams are going to be put out. We know that. It's just a bit of fun. David thinks 1-1, 2-2. I don't know if we can afford to say we'd take a point. I, it might not be a bad result, to be honest. Just, to, I think I think you've got to keep the scoreboard ticking over, as it were. You know, that with our goal difference against West Ham, you know, that almost that one point puts us six ahead. 
almost makes it seven with the uh, with the goal difference. So it, it could be a valuable point. But I'm not going to go for a draw. No, good. What are you going to go for? I'm going to go. I think we're going to show that we've got some bottle this year. And I think I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory. 2-0. Wow. That's, uh, that's braver than me. <laughs> well, I mean, you just look at that solid team I've put out there. Obviously, yeah. if, Brendan, if Brendan wants to pick some foolish team, I can't be held responsible. <laughs> it's his fault, really, isn't it? You know, exactly. what are you doing? You know, you told him not to pick Madison, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just the fact, and obviously, if um, if Sorrentino remembers to put his football boots and not his ballet shoes on, yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> it, it would be nice. Um Steve Morrison's just saying here, uh, it'll still be a good result if Liverpool lose. Scott is saying here, I'm hoping it's not a thumping, to be honest, but our current form and current way of playing, I fear we could get hammered. The thing that, and whether, tell me whether I'm, I'm holding on to, switching um, on to straws here, uh, Craig, but it's... <laughs> You can't predict. I mean, I know we do this prediction. It's a bit of fun every week. But it's the hardest season to predict. And I said, to be honest with you, I don't. I think it's really hard to judge a manager on his job this season mm -hmm. and judge players because it's been an up-and-down season. You know, we were playing extra games with being in Europe and we had less players to do it with because of all the injuries. Not just us, every club. Mm -hmm. But you know and I know we can go and play, you know, Brighton and play absolutely awful, then we can go and play Man United in the Cup and, you know, almost, I say Brazil, but certainly Peru. You know? <laughs> um, so, you know, let, let's not be totally despondent. And I, I'm really hoping that if they do decide that they've got all the, you know, a, a game every 48 hours, which is basically what they've got uh, mm -hmm. for three games, that they can't have all the players and they have got Liverpool coming up. Um, I, I just got a feeling we might just do something. I mean, I, you know, we you, you could make an argument that some of our best performances have come against the better teams this season. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know how many teams have beaten Man City, Man United, Liverpool um, this season. I mean, we've beaten them all. Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, we got Frank Lampard sacked again. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think, I mean, if you take that top six or the so-called big six, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've beaten them all this season. We so, have. We are the only club again mm. that has beaten um, all, all the top six. Yeah. So, so we have it within us. We've just yeah. got to find that little bit of uh, grit and determination um, to see it through. Let me ask you this, though, Craig, because I, I, I brought this up. Um, we, we are saying here that, gosh, we've got the hardest running. You know, we've got these teams to play. And yet, like you said, we've beaten all these teams mm. at some point this season. Yeah, OK, Chelsea were... Um, um, you know, under a different manager, but then under this manager, we, we, they had West Brom. Mm -hmm. Um, 
why, why should we be, you know, they should be as worried about us because you can say, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to walk it after the Newcastle defeat. But like the Man United fans said, you know, Villa have had, uh, Liverpool have had Villa, um, Man City have had us, uh, Chelsea have had West Brom. Yeah. I don't think it's as, it is as bad as, as, as we're probably thinking. I think it's I think it's the fact that we're Leicester fans and we we have yeah. this inferiority yeah. complex and you know it's because this is this is still new to us you know in in relative terms take aside the the the, the amazing one off season when we won it this is still sort of rarefied atmosphere for us we we we're, we're getting used to it. this this is like having three four five attempts to reach the top of Everest but you're not used to it so yeah. you have to turn back and build and go again. And next time you get a little bit further, you know, and that's how I liken us at the minute. And we, we keep growing. We keep getting a little bit better. And sooner or later, we'll, uh, we'll keep knocking on the door. And we'll, we'll get in there and we'll, we'll reach the summit. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I will see you on Friday, young man. Indeed. Um, when we will be doing the FA just just listen to what I'm going to say. We will be doing the FA Cup final preview. Can you believe we're saying that? It's it no, sounds good. It seemed weird yesterday when I was seeing the BBC doing all their trailers for it, and the fact that our yeah. name was on it. I was like, hang on a minute, what's going on? Yeah. It just seems weird. It is 1969, like we said. I don't even know how many years ago that is. Some of them, they've been quoting it, but I don't, I can't remember what yeah. it is. Um, you, me, hopefully, they've, they've said that they're going to come on Steve Linux and Julian Watts, the ex players. Um, right. We can be a very interesting show, I think. Uh, and then I, I've got to go on to a, um, I think I'm, I'm on the Chelsea fan show afterwards. So I'll be. Uh, they said, do you want to come on? I said, well, it will stop me thinking about it. Because <laughs> I was going to sleep that night. I tell you, yeah. I'm in trouble sleeping as it is. But that night, it's going to be like, oh. Hmm. Craig, mate, thank you very much. You're welcome. Squeaky bum for two weeks. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it, Chris. Hey, it's a roller coaster ride. And roller coasters don't always go down. They have to go up as well. Exactly. Exactly. And we're we're doing up, I think, aren't we? We are. This time, this time. Fingers so, crossed. Fingers Keep crossed. Keep the faith and all that. Thanks very much, and we will see you on Friday. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Come Cheers. join us on the chats if you want to, obviously right. before and after. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Chris. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Thanks to Craig there, or as he is obviously more known to a lot of people now. The wise old sage. Yes, old, I think, has been the, you know, the, the, the particular point that we should you know, emphasise. When I say it, wise old sage, I think, is the way that we say it. And I can see what you're doing in the green room there, Craig. Yes, 2-0, that was what your prediction was. I think that's what you're trying to say, isn't it? You know. But, guys, we've got a game tomorrow, like we've said. 6 o'clock kickoff. don't forget. It's usually eight o'clock when it's uh, these the, these midweek evening games, but um, it's six o'clock tomorrow on the old BT Score Sport and on all the other um, places that I said earlier. Let me just see if I can remind you of what they are. 
It was, of course, BBC Radio 5 Live, BBC Radio Leicester with Stringer and Friends, and LCFC Radio if you want to listen to it when you're outside of the county boundaries. Please, if you've liked the show, go and give us a subscribe. Um, we're trying to get the numbers up. You'd be really, really, really helping the channel out if you can do. We, we would love you forever. And if you are watching this back in that bottom corner there where the arrow is pointing, there's a little button, click on it and say subscribe. We're putting the shows up early, so the shows will be on the page and the upcoming shows and click that uh, reminder button. So we'll be back tomorrow. Yes, we will. Oh, we don't be nervous now. What's it going to be like tomorrow? We're going to be back at 10 past five. Me and Josh will be looking at the team that Brendan's got out. Will he listen to Craig or won't he listen to Craig? We'll find out tomorrow at 10 past five and then quarter past eight. We're here for the post-match show, me and Josh um, and possibly a few others. Um, you can always come on. I mean, uh, guys, thank you for all your comments. If you ever want to come in, just put a comment up and I'll send you the link to come in. So uh, it would be great to have you in. We'll be back tomorrow. 10 past five. Fingers crossed. Come on, you foxes. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. <laughs>